Hello and welcome to the Homes Politicast. Today we are streaming live, so it may get a bit clunky, as somebody may have noticed if they were watching. Today, oh, Disney has come out in support of Nazis. I know, right? After spending years psychologically abusing our children and sexualizing other people's children, they sided with dehumanizing scum. Who could have guessed it? Meanwhile, here in Michigan, our legislature might actually be doing something about the crackdown from Fuhrer Whitmer, while she still runs roughshod over many businesses. Jill Biden indoctrinates the country from the White House, and Peter Meyer is given a chance to defend himself. I'm Thomas Thomas Anonymous, and this is Thomas Politicast. Well, I guess Jamis Anonymous uh, is my new nickname because um, that's that's the <laughs> that's what came out. So um, here we go. So my my first claim um, of the opening was pretty outrageous. So let's let's jump into that. So WXYZ from uh, Detroit here in Michigan uh, reports: Star Wars maker decries actor Gina Carano's comment. No longer part of TV series. So, I've read the comment. I've read the article here. Um, they aren't ridiculously wildly biased. They give her a say. They give the other people a say. So, I can't say that it's actually just god-awful horrible. But, um, so, it says, Carano reportedly made anti-Semitic social media posts including posts that compared politics in the U.S. to those of Nazi Germany. Now, the first claim, now the quote is right down here. Uh, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating somebody for their political views, she wrote. The post led to a hashtag fire Gina Carino movement on social media, prompted, prompting the responses from Lucasfilm. Okay, so didn't sound anti-Semitic to me. Um, the most popular Jew in the country just hired her. So, I'm not sure how you can say it was anti-Semitic. Uh, comparing politics in the U.S. to those of Nazi Germany. Now, if this paper was honest, it would say these two... I mean, it can't be both anti-Semitic and comparing politics in the U.S. to those of Nazi Germany. It can't be both those things, right? Um, because for it to be anti-Semitic, she would have to be saying something in support of Nazis. She did not. Um, for it to compare politics in the U.S. to those of Nazi Germany, then the politics in the U.S. has to be comparable, right? So she actually doesn't compare politics in the U.S. She compares politics in general political view, she says, for hating someone for their political view. Right? So that that's that's where the bias here is, is 
comparing politics in the U.S. Well, she didn't. She compared politics, you know, hating somebody for their political view to be akin to neighbors hating Jews for lies spread about them, right? That's what she's comparing. So that's how you think through an article. That's how you think through, you know, what these people are trying to tell you and sell you and uh, what many people are buying hook, line, and sinker. So I'm trying to help you not get fooled by these people. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm doing an okay job. We'll see. All right. Moving on. Um, so, I don't know what I want to do next. I didn't actually have, like, a, a schedule before I started. Um, oh, you know what? So, I guess, uh, since we're, um, yeah, I guess since we're on the topic of the culture and, you know, so how, how do we get this cancel culture? How do we get this culture where... Um, people can go on social media and just, uh, destroy somebody for posting something as innocuous as that. Because she was fired by Disney. Disney did support, um, you know, it, I guess it's anti-anti-Nazi sentiment. Because her, her post was anti-Nazi by any stretch of the imagination. So how how is it that the media is able to manipulate the people into following this kind of ridiculous narrative? Enough to where, like, I mean, we talk about the power of the elites, but by any by any measure, Gina Carano is an elite. She still got canceled. Where's her power? Like, where is her white privilege? Where Where is all this stuff that the culture keeps on telling me that white people have? Well, it's, it's, it's because it's not about your color. It's not elitist power. It is leftist power. If you say the right things. I mean, the left controls the institution, so you have to say the right things or you get booted. Um, and one institution that it controls is schools. Um, and... I mean, that, that's a big proponent of it. I'm getting into teaching specifically to try and stop that from happening um, on a small scale. But here in Michigan, Whitmer wants your children in uh, state-funded care even longer. Like, it, it's not enough to take them, you know, when they're five years old for kindergarten and keep them until they're 17. You know, it's not enough for, for them to have that much control. They've got to go even further. So Whitmer's proposing a new budget that uh, would give people more um, state-funded health or state-funded child care. So we all know that when the state funds something, it owns it. Um, so it says the Democratic governor wants to use... $370 million in state and federal funds to increase the income limit for families to be eligible for state aid for child care, eliminating co-pays, boost pay to child care providers, and provide stimulating stimulus funds to help child care centers stay open. So they're giving money to child care centers, um, helping them stay open, um, even presumably ones that may be failing for good reason, because they're bad, um, because that's how the government operates. It just broadly paints and hits whatever's in its path. 
Um, so, I mean, again, this is this is n not a good idea. And here's why I say it is not a good idea. Uh, number one, don't give the government more of your money. They don't use it as well as you do. I promise you, no matter how bad you are with your money, you are still better than the government with your money. Do not do that. Um, secondly, when these people get power, they will not let it go. When they have your children longer, they want them even longer. So, um, no, thank you to government-funded um, childcare facilities. I, I would never put my child in anything like that. I would never imagine that any sane parent would want to. Um, now, of course, again, this is for single parents. This is for people that decided that they don't want to have a traditional family. They want to have, you know, kids all by themselves. They don't need a mate. They're strong, independent people, and they can do it by themselves. Well, it, you know, if you need government help, I, I would submit that you can't do it by yourself. Um, now, someone might argue to me, but, 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 um, I almost keep on saying my name, but, uh, but anonymous, uh, the, what about, what about, you know, women who have lost their husband or men who have lost their wife? What, what about these people? What, don't they need help? Well, yes, they probably do. And see here in America, we have things called, um, communities. Okay, we're just actually going to keep going because, uh, so I thought my microphone wasn't plugged in. It's not plugged in, but somehow I'm still getting audio. So uh, we have these communities and in these communities, um, people will generally take care of each other. Um, you know, I know within, within my church community, we have a man that is um, dying right now and many people are coming around, um, his family, his wife. Um, they're doing a lot of things to help that family out. So those are, those are problems that can't actually be fixed by government. Um, so as much as we try and as much as we dump money into this and as much as, you know, especially, I don't know how she's going to pull this off, especially since her, uh, tax revenue is about to plummet. Um, I mean, she's, she's now not going to receive taxable income from thousands of business, well, hundreds of businesses, thousands of people. Um, I mean, so, I mean, her tax, her tax revenue is going down, uh, not as much as it should, because there are far too many corporations that are buoying up, you know, our taxes that, you know, like Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut was able to remain open because they were able to finagle things real quick to, to, you know, they were able to close their, close their dining rooms and just order carry out. And now, of course, we may never go back, but um, who knows? We'll see. But this this insanity, I mean, we're she's ruining these children's lives, borrowing money from the future, um, indoctrinating them all to quote unquote help them, and it's it's awful. Um, this is this is how uh, how governments um, become tyrannical. So. Yeah, I, I didn't disable my tracker uh, or my track blocker. So <clears throat> I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, number one, I think it's ridiculous. Number two, 
Well, yeah. Um, we've gone over on this show how many BLM riots there were. I mean, I documented every single one of them over the summer uh, with with my good friend, uh, um, well, I don't know what to call him. He has, he has kind of a code name yet, but, uh, we, we talked a lot about the BLM riots. Uh, we documented them for you. Maybe not as well as I do now, but, um, so either way, that is what let, paved the way to the U.S. Capitol riot. Is Democrats rioting over the entire summer? When you do that, Republicans figure, you know, at some point we're going to have to do something. And they're not going to say anything. Of course, that was a ridiculous and foolish thought. The media is controlled by Democrats. So, of course, if Republicans do anything bad, if they leave a piece of trash on the ground, they're going to say that they, you know, destroyed the place. So... I don't know why you would why you would think you would be okay with that, but um, they actually it's it's crazy because they actually used clip from the the from the invasion or from the uh, people breaking into the Capitol in Michigan um, as a, grounds for impeachment against the president. So because Whitmer can't control her people, therefore Trump bad. You know, like, when I try and follow their logic, I have to make so many leaps of faith that, well, I, I mean, I do find myself often impaled on rocks. But that is what happens when you follow their ridiculous logic, you often impale yourself on rocks. When you just leap around like that, you can't do that. You can't just say, there was a riot in Michigan, therefore orange man bad. Like, he is the leader of the country. Come on, come up with something that he said or did. Like, when he was calling for the march down to the Capitol, he called for it to be peaceful before, during, and after the riots. There is nobody that can really make a case that he is responsible for them. So, this is ridiculous. Um, the Detroit Free Press should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, I don't even know if I should... I, if I should read this, because, I mean, they do they do say, you know, Democrats are saying this. Um, but, I mean, they just, why do Democrats just get, I mean, look at this, look at this. This, this huge rant from the Democrats, and this just get featured in the Detroit Free Press, put up on Facebook even. Like, would they, would they... Uh, well, I know the answer to this, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't treat Republicans like that. That's why I exist. All right. So, getting to the good news. Well, you know what? We'll save the good news. I'm going to save the good news. So, everybody that's watching on Rumble, you just got a sneak peek of the good news. Um, let's actually, let's, let's, uh, let's get this. Um... Crap, I just did something that I didn't intend to. Let me bring that back over here. Yeah, yeah, everybody laugh. Old guy working the, the computer. <laughs> Making me, Davey, just roll rocks down this hill to entertain ourselves. All right. Um, so, freshman Michigan Republicans defends his impeachment vote amid crisis from voters. 
So uh, crisis from voters, definitely that or criticism, crisis, my goodness. Uh, yeah, that's embarrassing. All right. Criticism from voters. Michigan Representative Peter Meyer, one of just 10 Republicans who voted to impeach then-President Donald Trump over the deadly attack on the Capitol, defended his decision while taking pointed criticisms from voters Wednesday night. All right. Well, he, uh, he definitely voted to impeach Trump, uh, from Michigan. I, I, I voted for this guy, so I'm kind of wondering, like, all right, what's his justification for voting to impeach the Republican president? Um, because if it's what, if it's what, uh, Fox says his justification is, then I don't, I don't accept that. Um, so he says, what we witnessed at the Capitol, the attempted insurrection, well, there was no attempted insurrection, um, that involves a transfer of power, you know, who was, who was the leader in power calling for the attack? There wasn't one. Trump said before, during, and after that it should be peaceful. So that, that's not a good reason for impeachment. Um, uh, the involving the, or the involvement of seeing American president propagating the falsehoods that led up to that led up to that. Okay. So I'll, I'll grant him that, that like, I am annoyed that he propagated these falsehoods too. When the sitting U S president says that he has a, he has a, a legal case or his lawyers come out and say he has a legal case, um, that is intended to get his voters ginned up, right? Especially if it's a lie and he knows it's a lie. They knew that they didn't have a legal case. And I am upset about that. I am upset at Republicans for all of the ridiculous things that they have. I mean, they are still claiming that Donald Trump is going to be in the president or in the White House, you know, very soon. Now, come on. That's that's silly. So um, I will grant him that. But should does it equate to going over and voting with Democrats when I voted you to be a Republican? Now, See, I, I think what Peter Myers did, um, I'm going to defend him slightly, but I'm also going to severely criticize him. So I know what he did. He comes from a very purple district, kind of leaning blue, um, and he had to appease the blue voters that he won over. And a lot of them are convinced that Trump um, is solely responsible for the witness, for, for the Capitol attack. Now, of course, I've said the months of rioting, you know, and BLM riots leading up to that probably had more to do with it. But um, Peter Meyer, he had to make a decision. I am actually going to give him a pass on this. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, we've we've got to get rid of um, Peter Meyer because he he uh, uh he was a traitor to the president. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not beholden to a president. I am beholden to ideals, American ideals, um, not to president Donald Trump. When he, when he expounds on those ideas, when he pushes those ideas, when he talks about those ideas, yeah, I like him. When he does ridiculous things like, um, claim that, you know, that there was, that he has evidence of massive voter fraud, then I, I severely dislike him. Um, but that's just how politics goes. Uh, so Peter Meyer will be watching you. Um, you are, 
you are on the list of those that need to be watched. All right, so we're going to go to this thing because this is awesome. Like, you guys just be super happy about this. Um, <sighs> reporting from here in Michigan. Here in Michigan, they're, they're pushing this garbage. So this is the culture that we live in, we swim in, um, quite literally, apparently. <laughs> I made a punny. Okay. I'm sorry. I actually have a viewer. I, I don't know how that happened. So I'm sorry to my one viewer for that awful pun. Um, goodness gracious. So this guy's trans daughter couldn't find comfortable swimwear. So this man being uh, a good dad and um, understanding that children are sometimes confused about their identity, um, that children need to be taught. He sat his son, or he sat his son down and told his son that, look, no, you're not a girl. You're a little boy. Um, being a little boy is great. You know, you should be comfortable with who you are. Instead of doing that, um, he, he, uh, just totally lost his backbone, um, capitulated to his son's, uh, ridiculous fantasy, ridiculous boyhood fantasy, and has totally gone along with it. Now, this is child abuse. This is awful. Telling your child that they are something that they are not. But um, I wonder how long this viewer is going to stay on when, <laughs> when they find out I'm really conservative. Sorry. So uh, I feel like we don't, we don't really need to read this because I've already debunked the ridiculous notion of, you know, telling somebody, a little boy, that he's a little girl. But, um, I don't know. W will it be fun, viewer, uh, to to go through it? I don't know if I can see my chats. Um, and, and my viewer might actually be kind of a little bit, you know, behind me, but... Um, you know, if, if the viewer has an opinion, you know, we're just going to go through it because uh, this will be fun. So, Ruby Alexander just wanted to go to the beach. Ah, oh, just like, just like every little boy. He just wanted to go to the beach. Uh, as a transgender 11-year-old, she struggled to find comfortable, well-fitting bikini bottoms. Huh. I wonder why that would be. Uh, maybe because little boys and little girls are made differently. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. <clears throat> so her dad, well, his dad, um, if, if we're being anatomically correct. So his dad made them. That was two years ago. And since then, Ruby's, the clothing brand, the daughter, the dad-daughter duo, in Toronto, oh, it's in Toronto, oh, okay, so it's from Canada, that's why these people are absolutely insane, all right, so, uh, more crazy stuff coming from Canada, now if you're a little boy, uh, you can, you can find a bikini, so, you just gotta go to Canada, that is great, I think I'm done with that, good night, that is ridiculous, let's, let's get some good news, um, I, I need some good news here, so, great news, Judge so this judge uh, knows what the Constitution is and knows that the people should be protected in the Constitution, uh, not the governor. So, this is great. Clapping could be heard on the video stream when a Lansing judge on Monday dismissed the charges against six hairstylists, 
accused of violating Governor Gretchen Whitmer's coronavirus emergency orders during a protest at the state capitol last May. Attorneys representing the Attorney General's office were a no-show. Well, they should be, like, because they know that they have no case. Okay, so I guess that's why the judge dismissed it, but uh, uh, let's see if, if the judge says anything about it. Um, let's see... No one from the Attorney General's office has appeared, um, said Judge as the hearing began. Uh, so David Coleman um, requested a dismissal with prejudice, meaning that charges can't be filed at a later date. Good. So um, I think... Yeah, Coleman's very much defending liberty. Um, this judge, it doesn't say whether the judge actually gave it to him with prejudice. Um, oh, wow, the AG office even still refuses to dismiss criminal charges against them. That's just like um, Dana Nessel. Good night. Hold on to that grudge as long as you can. Um, so, congratulations to those brave haircutters. Those people, actually, they have my respect more than just about anybody else in this country right now for just going to the Capitol just to cut hair. Yeah. Does it sound ridiculous? Yeah. You're dang right it does. It sounds ridiculous to disrespect people for going and cutting hair. But these people... I mean, context matters. And that's something I, I say a lot on this show is context matters. When you are living under a governor that decides that she can just shut down your business whenever she wants, um, going to her front door and doing your business, now, that can be interpreted in a variety of ways, but going... <laughs> <laughs> going to her front door and doing your business is the best way to respond to a crazy tyrant like that. So bravo for these people. Bravo for them not getting any charges and uh, more people need to do their business on Governor Whitmer's front lawn. All right. Um, in other news, as as so it, it's unfortunate that freedom takes so long to win, right? These haircutters... They were, they were fined back in July. I remember when they were fined. It was either June or July. So um, they're, they're, they've faced consequences for a while. Now, restaurants have already been shut down for a very long time. They can't go six months again being shut down. So, um, so the people that violated the dine-in ban, um, one of the places of which I went to, Jimmy's Roadhouse, uh, a place that I'm going again this this uh, on the 20th. Um, they are they have all lost their liquor licenses. Um, they're going to get their food license suspended. Uh, Governor Whitmer will have her vengeance for not listening to her. So 
Michigan officials sent cease and desist orders or suspended food licenses at 21 restaurants and food establishments since December 1st for violating COVID-19 health orders and being a hazard to the public health. Six restaurants had their food licenses suspended and five of the six suspensions are still in place. Um... Hold on, I'm going to turn off my notifications real quick. Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, I guess I can't. So I'm just going to have to hope that I don't get any notifications that are uh, revealing of my identity. So, um,. See, so the violations come via the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. State law gives MDARD authority to cease food operations or suspend slash revoke food licenses. MDARD is one of four Michigan agencies to punish businesses for violating COVID-19 orders. So we've got four different agencies that need to be destroyed in Michigan. Um... They are the Michigan Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or MIOSHA, uh, Michigan Liquor Control Commission, uh, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, and the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural rural Development. All right, whoever made the word rural uh, is just an awful person. I feel like they were doing it for a laugh at all of us, so... Uh, bravo, we've gotten your laugh. Um, some places have been hit by multiple agencies. For example, Iron Pig Smokehouse in Gaylord had its liquor license suspended and was hit with a fine by the MLCC, was fined by the MDHHS, and had its food license suspended. So all four agencies hit the Iron Pig Smokehouse. My goodness, that's insane. Um, so those four agencies need to go. We need to get rid of those agencies. We need to uh, destroy them. As as uh, as the the uh, attorney for the haircutters would say, we need to um, dismiss these agencies with prejudice. Uh, we need to make sure that they cannot rise again. We need to take them down brick by brick and salt the ground on which they were built. What is the ground on which they were built? It is communism, communism, communist ideology, communist philosophy. It has crept into America. It is destroying America. Uh, we need to stop this top-down control, this communist dictatorship that we are slowly building around ourselves because it is getting to the point where they're starting to use that control that we've given and they're being very effective with it. So, uh, more good news. Well, not really good news, but... Um, ridiculous news. Uh, so did Governor Whitmer's holiday, quote, pause to save lives work? Well, it would seem that it did not. Uh, how unfortunate, man. None of us could have predicted that. Uh, did it, did it, did it actually, did it have no effect? No, no it didn't have no effect. Uh, death rates increased more in Michigan than in neighboring states. So Whitmer's pause to save lives actually had the opposite effect. The death rate increased more. 
So actually, if we're going by by like uh, two week metrics, like every action you take has a two week effect, then Governor Whitmer's holiday pause to save lives was the most detrimental political decision ever fomented. Like, there's just no question. Well, that's not my metric. Um, I, I feel like nothing we're doing has any effect. So, uh, that's my position. Deal with it. Um, so on November 18th, Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the Michigan Health Department put in place some of the most severe restrictions on businesses and individuals in the country at the time. They did. I was in it. It sucked. They banned indoor dining, shut down high schools and colleges for in-person classes. I was one of those college students that got shut down. They closed bowling alleys and movie theaters and even prohibited ice skating and outdoor group exercises. That is all 100% accurate. In Michigan's neighboring states of Ohio, Indiana, and Wisconsin, different restrictions were put in place, but not nearly as severe. Ohio instituted a statewide 10 to p 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew, and all Midwestern states had indoor mask mandates. But Michigan's immediate neighbors permitted most of the activities listed above. And yet our death rate rose the most. It's funny. This virus is the worst in the places that are most strict with their lockdowns. I don't know how God contrived such a uh, such a perfect virus to show the hypocrisy of our governor, but bravo to him. Glory to God for this virus. Like, has it killed some people? Yes, unfortunately it has. Um, has it killed anybody that wouldn't have died anyway? No, it hadn't. It, th this virus has killed very few people that would not have very soon died anyway. So, bravo for this virus, just totally showing the hypocrisy of all our, all of our politicians. Um, unfortunately, the people can't see it, so um, shame on them for missing God's humor there. All right, so more good news, though. Uh, Jill Biden is teaching Zoom classes from the White House. I have not read this article. This is a dry read, so we're going to read through it together and find out what it is. All right. So for most of us, Zoom and other online video platforms have become part of our daily routines. Yes, and I want to blow my brains out because of it. Thanks to the COVID-19 crisis. Thanks to the COVID-19. Well, I guess if you want to thank the COVID-19 crisis for putting us all on Zoom. I I'm not thanking it for it. In fact, I'm not thanking COVID for anything because COVID has no agency. Um, it was politicians that put us in this lockdown and made Zoom part of our daily routines. We did that, not the virus. So, as the new first lady, Jill Biden is no exception. Uh, I, I like how they state that, like, with purpose. They're like, please believe us that Jill Biden is no exception. She's, of course, she stays in her, she follows all the mandates. She's not like other politicians that, you know, they, they might skirt around it or they might say one thing and do completely the opposite. No, Jill Biden doesn't do that. Okay. 
So she is no exception. Biden, who has a doctorate in education, that's not that's not a real doctorate. Um, and I, I am going to school for education, and I can tell you that uh, I have learned nothing in the education program that has been of use. Nothing. Music? Yes. I've learned very much that it's been of use. Education? The College of Education? Absolutely useless and should be abolished. Okay? Uh, I, I, I will actually document probably after... Uh, well, you know what? I, I should just go ahead. I'm going to start documenting some of that crap like right now, so... All right. Um, so there was no question that Biden's role as an educator would continue after her husband became the 46th U.S. president. All right. You know what? We're just going to we're going to skip the puff um, from simple, simple most. I don't, I don't know what simple most is. I'm sorry. But I'm showing you this, guys. Like, I'm embarrassed for the site, but all right. Biden, known to her students as Dr. B, is the first presidential spouse in history to hold a paid job during her tenure in the White House. Well, all right, whatever. That, I mean, other other first ladies did a lot more. That was good. So, um, all right. This this. I don't know who she's teaching even. Um, uh, oh, she's teaching at the community college. Okay, so she's a community college teacher, and they're holding her up as some sort of uh, doctor that um, is going to save us all or something. I don't know. So, and finally, the best news of all. Guys, I saved it for the end because it... it I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I don't know. Something something might change. House lawmakers have passed a bill that would shift the authority to close schools and stop some sporting events to local health departments from Governor Gretchen Whitmer's Department of Health and Human Services. Now, yes. Also, why don't we just get rid of the Michigan Health Department? Like, I was arguing that earlier. Like, if we're going to transfer power away from them, if we can't trust them with power... Excuse me. Sorry about that. I got the Rona. So if we can't trust them with power, why do we have them? Why should they exist? Um, I don't know. You can make an argument that they need to exist to be like a centralized intelligence location. Uh, I might accept that argument and then pare it down to like two people there. Um, just so that they can keep records for everybody else. Um, all the different health departments. Um, but, you know, start growing it much beyond that and we're going to have problems. But, um, so this is a good thing. It is decentralizing power. It is what I like to see. The bill strips the director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services of the authority to, quote, close a school to in-person instruction and prohibit a, quote, qualified sporting event. Qualified sporting events include sporting events between schools, collegiate sporting sports, local sports, local club sports, and practices. So, this is actually a great thing. Um, I've been wanting legislation like this for a while. We've finally got it. So, that is the show for today, guys. Um, I did it with uh, just a couple of uh, fubs or flubs. Um, Messed up a little bit, you know, but 
you gotta you gotta work uh, to do or you gotta do things. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'll get good at it. I'll get better at it. So if you're not on MeWe already, check that out. I'm writing another article on Disney's um, Disney's support of you know Nazis and stuff like that. Uh, so that, that'll be fun coming out. Um, again, guys, MeWe, this, this, MeWe, do the thing. Please sign up because uh, Facebook sucks and we need to get this going. So, MeWe, I post here often. I will keep you engaged. Um, look at this. Look at this. One hour ago, three hours ago, um, four hours ago. See? See? See, I post here a lot. One day ago. I mean, I have multiple things on here all the kind of things to keep you guys engaged with both national and local politics uh so please go to me uh like my page go to uh my my website as well and subscribe for newsletters uh, i let you guys know about stuff that's coming up or i try to um i will be scheduling this show every day for friday at two so that is the thing um if i can't do it then I will still be posting a podcast, but just the live feed might not be there. So, um, with that, we are out. Make sure you go listen to Jim's show. Uh, he put one out. I haven't listened to it yet, but it should be good. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Homes Politicast, and uh, we will see you next week.